guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, guys. Come Holy Spirit. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy in Hope. As I said in the last couple of episodes, I'm really excited about this series. It's a long series, but healing habitual sin is hard and it is a process. And so I just want to speak into everybody who's been journeying with us in this series on overcoming an addiction to masturbation or really any sexual sin. It's not something that is guaranteed just by following these steps, it's gonna get better. And certainly not that it's gonna get better overnight. These things in me took years, and I am talking years to heal. So I don't say that to scare or to hurt you at all, but to just hopefully free you from the lie that it's never going to get better or that this entire struggle that you're undergoing isn't going to end in a victory because it is. Jesus already has won the victory for you, for me, and we claim that right now in his name. And it's just a matter of his timing in your life and in your story. So just Right now, Jesus, at the beginning of this episode, let's just pause and pray. And I pray in a special way for everyone who is struggling with an addiction to masturbation or any sexual sin, that you will help them feel your loving presence and their worth. Because when that shame starts to enter in, it can be really hard to see the truth, Lord. So I pray for peace, joy, and hope upon every viewer and listener right now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. I invite you every episode to pray that prayer with me, to repeat those words after me. So even if you've never done that before, you've just listened to me pray, I'm gonna pray one more time. And I invite you to repeat the phrases after me to say that prayer from your own heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Yes, I just waited for you to do the sign of the cross. (laughs) And if you're not Catholic, just know that that's simply a prayer, invoking the Holy Trinity at the beginning of prayer. It's a way to enter into time with the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria. Ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. Because we are going to Jesus through Mary. So 
Today, I just want to talk about triggers, identifying triggers. What is a trigger? Why does it matter in this regard? And what can we do about it? Okay. So step five, here we go. Come Holy Spirit. So I just want to make a huge statement right now. Okay. Like our sexuality is a gift from God. And when properly ordered, it is so good. So, so good. A lot of things in this world, because they are created by God, they're so good. And even man-made things can be so good and can be tools that are used in right order. And the example I want to use today that I felt like the Lord laid on my heart is the example of a gun. Because we all know what terrible, terrible things can be wrought by firearms and buy guns if they're not used in the right way. But a gun is simply a tool, right? Its purpose is for hunting, not hunting people, but animals, because that is something that in the right order is a good thing. God has given us animals to eat. We read that in scripture. And so a gun, when used for the right reason, is properly ordered. And the different parts of a gun are necessary in order for it to be used for its right purpose. A trigger. What is a what is a trigger? Literally, what is a trigger? On a gun, it is the part that you pull back to release the ammo. Ergo, shoot the gun. So the trigger is the last step between the final shot. It's just part of the tool. A trigger is not necessarily good or bad. It's just that. It's just a thing. It's just a trigger. But there's a reason that there is a safety on a gun and on a trigger because we recognize that it would be very, very bad to pull the trigger in certain instances. I don't think I even need to name examples. So I I want us to keep this analogy in mind as we're going forward because I'm going to compare our sexuality and sexual temptation to a trigger on a gun. Okay, so what is God's intent for human sexuality? We can see just from a biological standpoint that a man's body and a woman's body go together, that just looking at one or the other, it makes absolutely no sense. We see that the parts go together, the sexual parts go together, and why? Because the sexual union in marriage has two purposes. And we read this in the catechism and we can see this in scripture. It's one bonding of spouses and two procreation to have children. It's such a beautiful way that humans imitate the Trinity, the love of God and the father creating new life, the Holy Spirit. When a husband and a wife enter into that sexual union and bring forth life, they are imitating the Trinity more perfectly than anything or anyone on earth ever could. It is such a gift, but when not used in the right order, we can see how it leads to so many evils, STDs, out of wedlock, pregnancy, etc., abortion, I'm sure you have your own examples in your life of when you've seen this brokenness. This is not condemning anyone or, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing judge here. 
That's God alone. But it's good for us to ask these questions. What is the right order? So that if like, like me, like when I have been struggling with these sexual addictions, like if you're there now and you know that you haven't been living according to this order, you can feel that. You can sense that if your conscience is well formed, like you will not be satisfied with doing these things because in the depths of your being, you'll know that that's wrong. That's disordered. As we said a couple episodes ago in um, step three, when I referenced the catechism pretty heavily at the beginning, masturbation is always a gravely disordered act because God did not create our sexual parts to be misused by ourselves. It's hard. It's tempting not to do that, especially when you're going through puberty and you're starting to have that sexual desire increase. But where where do we go with that? So today, when we talk about sexual triggers, it's it's things that make that desire flare up in ways that could be used for good in a marriage, but in some ways could be used for great evil and self-harm, like in my situation. So I'm just going to name certain sexual triggers, which again, these are all tools. None of these things are bad in and of themselves. It's how we respond to them. So for example, I know in my own life, movies have gotten me triggered. It was actually through a movie that I was first exposed to pornography and that led to my addiction to masturbation. Music. A lot of music nowadays, even on public radio, if you actually stop and listen to the lyrics, they are filthy and they are so sad. I was listening to a country station not long ago and I'm going to call it out because we need to name these things. I just won't name the song, but there there was a very popular like old country song that came on and I knew that I'd heard it before. And so at first your mind is desensitized. You might not be listening to the lyrics, but when I started listening to the song, it was so grotesquely inappropriate. It was about this teenage boy who had gone to help this widow on her farm. And basically she like made him have sex with her. And that I just started screaming like to the person I was in the car with. I was so angry because in that instance, I knew that that was evil. And I was just so upset about it. And I was like, why does no one address when things are awful and evil? It doesn't matter how famous this country star is. This is a terrible song. And he could be very easily leading people into sin. This song, no matter what the music or the melody is like, has evil lyrics. And we have to address those things as Christians, y'all. Like in scripture, we read our lives are not supposed to look like the rest of the world. So if we don't address these things when they come up, especially with like young people or children who are still being formed, we could be leading them into sin. So again, music in and of itself, not an evil, but for me is very much a trigger and for anyone can be very much a trigger because music has an incredible power over your soul. So movies, music, media, social media, pictures you might see on Instagram or Snapchat or different people that you might follow when they post things that 
our pictures of them in bathing suits or whatever. Like you guys, we can't just take in all this content. We have to identify these different things, especially if we are struggling with sexual sin. We have to be humble and accept the fact that, okay, maybe my best friend can follow this account and he or she is not tempted in any way, shape or form. But for me, watching this one TV show is vastly inappropriate because I am more sensitive and I know that it is going to trigger me. So going back to that gun example, books, literally any, like anything in life can be a trigger. Um, one more trigger I'll mention, then we'll go back to the gun example. Things that can't be avoided even like in my story, different life changes were triggers, times of transition from high school to college or out of a relationship into a breakup and back into a season of singleness. Those were huge triggers for me. Again, things that aren't good or bad in and of themselves. They're just things, they're just situations, but they caused a lot of stress and anxiety in my life. And so stress, anxiety, those can be triggers, things that can't be avoided, but that thing, they are things that we have to identify and be on the lookout for. Because like we read in scripture, it says the devil is prowling about like a roaring lion. Like we have to be vigilant. We have to be alert. We can't just live our lives thinking that everything's going to work out fine when we know that there is an evil one and there is spiritual forces of good and darkness. And if we are not taking the time to actually think about where those things are at work in the world, we are only fooling ourselves and hurting ourselves in the long run. So back to the gun example. Some people, we like we need to set a safety sometimes. Okay, so like if a dad has a rifle, he's going to put a safety on whenever he has it stored like in the locked safe or something in his house. Like the safety is going to be on because we've all heard of terrible accidents where the safety is even on, but the gun still somehow comes off. So maybe he's going to take the ammo out. Maybe he's going to put the safety on. He's going to lock it in a vault because he doesn't want his children to be exposed to that. So that's why parents, it is very, very, very important, especially in our day and age where, where our culture is saturated with like untrue ideas and ideologies of sex and sexuality. We have to be more vigilant. I'm not a parent, but I just, I need to speak to all the parents out there right here, right now, especially if you did not grow up in a digital age. Like I was born in 96. I kind of was growing up in a digital age. We had a computer. It was dial up internet, but we had a computer. I had access to the internet but it was way more limited than kids with smartphones now. So you have to be aware that there are things that as a parent, you should not be putting in your kid's hands because if you just let your kid have an iPad and they have YouTube, this is the kind of content that could pop up. It is so easy to look up porn. It's so easy to look up masturbation and people do not filter these things just coming at you straight. People used to post porn on my channel all the time and I had to disable comments because I'm like, it's not worth possibly leading somebody into sin if I miss the comment that was posted, you know? 
So as parents, it is your responsibility to protect your kids. And sometimes it's just out of your control, but to watch an R-rated movie with your kids when they're really little or things like that, you just have to be practical. You have to think about these things. And kids, even if your parents are not protecting you, if you know deep down that what you're watching is not good, go to a trusted friend or a youth minister or a teacher or a trusted adult. Even if it's not your parent, I hope it's your parent, but let's just be honest. Parents are not always perfect and they're not always the best people to go to if they aren't protecting you well or if you don't have a good relationship with them. But go to someone, your grandma, an aunt, etc., a youth minister, a priest, a pastor. Go to someone you can trust because you deserve better than this and you in your heart even if you've never thought about it like this you are identifying these triggers you are aware that this movie was bad and it makes me feel these things that aren't good and that don't feel right sexual desire is good in and of itself but if left unchecked it can produce great evil when we're young In our day and age, it's not like we're getting married at 12 years old or whenever puberty is starting, like that would not be a good thing. It's not good to act on that sexual desire when we are that young. So having someone in your life who can help you understand the great gift of your sexuality and what God's plan is for it is pivotal, as is identifying triggers And then understanding that maybe I have to start avoiding, if some of these triggers are leading me into temptation, then avoiding those things. And that's where we're going to go next week. So for now, here's my challenge to everyone this upcoming week while we're waiting on the next episode. Pray. Let's pray right now. Jesus, in your most holy name, send out your spirit upon this listener upon this viewer. I know that those who are listening, those who are watching, have their own examples coming to mind. They're thinking, yeah, that song does get me triggered and makes me start thinking unholy thoughts. Or this movie is just really not upholding God's plan for sexuality and isn't helping me get to heaven, isn't making me a better person, isn't helping me understand the purpose of sexuality. But Lord, I pray right now in your name, Jesus, that you will send out your spirit in a very profound way, even more powerful way this week and help us identify our triggers. Because unless we are aware of these things, we could be led into temptation. And as we pray in the Our Father, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil and all for your greater glory, O God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. 
I'm so excited to be on this journey with all of you. I'm so excited to see you back here soon. And one real quick shout out, thanks to my 50 patrons on Patreon who make it possible for me to give my life in service to God in this way. If you have not already become a patron, I invite you to go to the links below and check out my Patreon account and prayerfully consider partnering with me. It would mean a lot or praying about making a one-time donation, which is also a huge way I get funding and I would not be financially able to do this without those people as well and their contributions. So God bless you all. See you back here soon and have an amazing and very blessed week. Bye y'all. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.